WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. I get sick of anyone that Josiah is learning not to rub his face on the microphone. Sports Talk Saturday. I already heard that sound from Geary with his stupid mustache once. I don't need it again. Stop it! How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? You know whose mouths have been in that that microphone? <laughs> Wait, in? On. Who's doing sports talk wrong? On WGR. Who's eating the mic? Who's eating the mic? What's going on? All right. <laughs> I'll keep a distance. Yeah, you're learning your lesson, that's all. Sports Radio 550. Welcome into another one of those days. It's a Saturday, which means, oh, I'm sorry for all y'all that don't like the chaos and shenanigans, because that's what we do here on a Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer here with you once again on your Saturday morning to afternoon. Thank you for being with us. We always like being on the radio with you, whether it's in your car, on your computer, on your phone, downloaded and listened to on a later day that isn't Sports Talk Saturday. So I don't know if you're doing Saturdays wrong or if you're too busy, but any day could be a Sports Talk Saturday thanks to the Odyssey app. There you go. Free plug right there for our uh, our corporate promotions, baby. That's how we do it here on a Sports Talk Saturday. Evan DePasquale looking at me like I'm some sort of person that should not be paid to do this. And more so, you sound a little under the weather. I I, I might be, but that's also the weather. Everyone's under the weather because there's nothing consistent about it. There is nothing that's right about the weather. It's either it sucks or it's nice and then it sucks. The sun's out today, by the way, everyone. Have you noticed it? It's pretty cool. The sky is something called blue, not gray like it always is. So there we go. What's with the weird energy today? I don't know. Maybe I was dropped on my head as a baby. It's your, it's your job to figure it out, not me. It's me. It might be you. My surprise guest today, Josiah Leroy from the Geekiverse, coming back here after he was here in November uh, because we want to talk a little bit about... Um, was back in November? That feels like ages ago. It it does. Yeah. Thank you for having me, by the way. That's I'm, what I, happens when there's a monumental snowstorm, the usual abyss known as Buffalo Sabres hockey, and the usual loss to the Kansas City football chiefs. Can I real quick just Time call, is a flat circle. That that open is wonderful. And also I apologize to everyone who heard it at the same time. So nice work and I'm sorry. Look, man. I d I don't know what's wrong with me. We don't have enough time in a show to go over what's wrong with me. Amen to that. Shut up. But takes one to no one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Josiah and I, we we took part in a uh, charity gaming stream to end the year last year, or last year, a couple months ago, to end 2023. And more or less, we wanted to revisit that and um, kind of get, get give you guys the ear to the ground of, um, hey, this is going to be happening again at some point in the uh, in the spring. So... We'll be revisiting that again. No, we won't be talking strictly video games in the third hour and make someone angrily call us. No three dorks down? No, because there's not three of us. That's right. That's just good logic there. Yeah. And there's two. So I don't know. Someone come up with a clever, dumb band name for dorks or geeks. Ooh, I'm waiting for it. There you go. It's going to be great. That's your challenge, listeners. I know you people are sickos like me. So, first of all, this might be the dumbest opening salvo I've ever had. Just a whole bunch of nonsense spilled into alphabet soup. But 
Maybe I put a Nikita Kucherov effort into my uh, into my show prep today. I don't know. Does that mean I get booed by everyone in Toronto? It does. That's not a bad thing. I yelled at a guy from Toronto a couple weeks ago. What for? Saying the Chiefs were going to blow out the Bills. Evan distinctly remembers that phone call. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> and then he's getting this feed the pit rant going. Legally, WGR does not condone jumping into the pit. And then I played that back. <laughs> so, and anyway. He, I, and just the expression <laughs> on that man's face made, even though the cheat, the Bills lost, kind of made my day. No, that was one of the most most fun pregame moments of uh, of my career here. Was just It was a hype day. Yeah. Now we don't have hype day because we don't have the Bills to hype up because they're not playing in the Super Bowl because time's a flat circle. And I think I'd rather take a walk outside in a t-shirt and shorts than watch the Kansas City Chiefs win a football game next week. And that is your fun, dumb topic of the day, everyone. Things you'd rather see or do that you'd prefer over watching the Kansas City Chiefs win another Super Bowl. Tweet it at Derek Kramer 49 at WGR 550. Please keep it radio safe so that we could actually show your, uh, to read your answers on the air. Uh, <laughs> let's have some fun with it. Let's get silly because otherwise, how else are you going to even watch that football game? It's the Chiefs and the 49ers. Do you remember the last time that the Chiefs played the 49ers in the Super Bowl? That matchup was ready to happen. There was a Final Fantasy VII remake around the corner. Oh, good timing. I'm playing that right now. Yeah. Thank you. There was a presidential election with the same two candidates. Uh, Do you see where I'm going with the existential dread here? Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> this is rough. And what happened after that game? Oh, the world no, shut no, down. No, we're not, we're not calling that one into existence. No, no. This is me using my jinxing powers for good. Okay. Because okay. I forgot that I used them... <laughs> mistakenly for the Bills Chiefs game because I predicted the Bills would win. Derek. All yes. right, we'll do this again in I have about as good of accuracy as some gopher predicting the weather. That was a raccoon. <laughs> we'll 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 deal with that later, by the way. Um the very archaic mention of relying on an animal to deal with the weather. Cause I sound like someone just health wise right now I'm ready for more winter. I expect it. I'm not believing the badger. If you believe, you achieve, okay? And I don't believe in anything about that day. So, I think it's time to take a break because we're just going full nonsense right now. But the fun question of the day is things you'd rather see, rather watch, or just do instead of watching the Kansas City Chiefs win another Super Bowl. That's your fun question at Derek Kramer 49 at WGR 550 on Twitter. I still won't call it X because Elon can't figure his site out. <laughs> but we'll take a break. We'll come back. Pat Malcaro joins us at around 1140, by the way, live from Toronto with the All-Star Game festivities. So we'll get a little update from that. Might ask him if he's heard anything about how much everyone's annoyed by Nikita Kucherov. I've always been annoyed by Nikita Kucherov. He had a dirty knee to knee hit on Vladimir Saboka. That guy stinks. Sabres legend. The quality of the player beside that, Nikita Kucherov has always stunk, in my opinion, as like 
he's a good hockey player. He's a great hockey. He's player. He's a great hockey player. But the problem is, he's kind of a. I'm not going to try to say yes. words that are going to get me in trouble. If the season ended right now, if he didn't, if he played, he's a scuzzball. There we go. That's safe. If Kucherov played the rest, the full schedule, and had zero points the rest of the way, he'd still be a point of game guy. I know. It's just, I hate him. That's fair. No, he's he, he, he comes off as a jerk sometimes. No, he, he comes off as a jerk a lot of times. No, I was being nice. I know. I'm not. Yeah, last night was silly. There we go. And last night was silly. Today's show is going to be silly. Let's get to the nonsense. We'll have some fun. We'll be back in a bit here. And uh, we'll talk some more about the NHL All-Star Game uh, with Pat Malcaro. But we'll also talk about the NHL is going back to the Olympics. And that's actually a really big deal. That's really fun. I'm excited about that. Who can't be excited about that? Let's get into it. Let's have some fun. Plenty more coming up here on Sports Talk Saturday. You're listening to WGR. Up with it again. He's on the ice with Aginla. Aginla scoring. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal, and Canada has once in a lifetime Olympic gold. These golden games have their crowning moments. I knew this was going to be a different sports talk Saturday, but I didn't know I'd have to fire a producer. You know as well as I do that is one of the greatest moments in the history. Not of- here. I know, but still, it was a great moment. Do I like talking about Sidney Crosby scoring on Ryan Miller? No. But guess what? I know how important it was, and especially the call of him saying Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. All right, yeah, so this is Evan's last day here at WGR uh, on a Sports so. Talk Saturday as, <laughs> as we keep things rolling here. His main premise of that, of course, was to make mention that the NHL is going to be allowing players back into Olympic play, which is really cool, and I do think that it is a, uh, it's a huge deal. It's fun. It's something that will get people talking again, and it's 2026, so two years from now, there still may be a very different dynamic to what the rosters could be as opposed to what they would be right now if they were to go now, like today. It's it's very different. So there's something about it that I uh, that I think is really fun, and it's this. Everyone can go ahead and say, oh, hey, we'd love to see X player like certain player from the Sabres at the Olympics. Well, guess what? I already know that I'm getting Rasmus Dahlin in the Olympics. I already know that I'm getting Tage Thompson in the Olympics. That's cool. I want more of that. Give me more of that. J.J. Paterka is a shoo-in for Germany. Zemgis. Zemgis for Latvia, if he's still playing as a Sabre in 2026. <laughs> if he's still playing as a Sabre in 2026, I might have a completely different attitude about Can't that. Can't be, right? Uh, yeah. Especially when they actually score goals without them there. But the Olympics, fun. Yes, no, but absolutely. Um, so you're looking at shoe-ins from these Sabres. But if they get better, maybe, hopefully, one of these days. One of these generations. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Pipe dream. That whole time thing, you know. Yes. But now, it also brings me to a very, very fun discussion I want to have about this and that is this how receptive are you to Jack Eichel the US Olympian I love I'd be it. fine with it yes I, I've 
I don't have as much vengeance as I did maybe a few years a few years ago when he kind of talked crap about the fans. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's fun to even go ahead and say, yeah, it would have been cool to see him as part of an Olympic team as a saber. Of course. And that was taken from us by Gary Bettman, not by Jack Eichel. And that's kind of, that's kind of why I was – I think I was more upset about 2018 than I was about 2022. Yeah. But the big thing is this. I like the opportunity to see the best in action. That's how you grow the game. And the NHL is finally figuring it out that you need to have a way to market your game. They're so – he's so brain dead with how to market hockey. This whole league is so brain dead on how to market the sport, make it fun, make it exciting. Don't like allow people to have personalities. Don't make them just have to do something uh, against, not against their will, but like, let's have some fun, have some pizzazz about it. Really just try to have a good time because that's what watching sports is supposed to be about is to enjoy yourself, have some entertainment for it, and take away from the usual intricacies of your day-to-day life. That's what we do here. That's why this show is supposed to be dumb and chaotic. It's supposed to try to distract from the stupidity of your normal life. And I say stupidity bluntly here. Obviously, I don't think everyone's lives are stupid. I just know that stupid things happen to everyone. And it, that's just, that's just, just it's a thing. That's why I want to be as fun, goofy, and nonchalant as possible. I want to see Tage Thompson in a U.S. Olympic jersey. I'm going to get that wish now. The Billsy is back! The Bills-themed Team USA jersey that I bought when the World Juniors was here, played at Highmark. Did you ever tell him what's on the back? Oh, I, it was an Austin Matthews Team USA Bills-themed jersey. Who wasn't even playing. Now, I was just going to ask. Now, vindicated. That's that's the Middlestat, Kachuk, like, yes. that, right? Okay. Yes, yeah. and those jerseys were for sale, except for Middlestat. That sold out so fast, you couldn't even grab it. For sure. But now, I'm totally vindicated, because Austin Matthews will be playing on a Team USA roster. I'd say mostly vindicated. It was a troll job to buy that jersey at that Did point. Did he never play in a World Juniors? Probably not. He did play in the World Championships. But not a World Junior. As an 18-year-old because he was playing professionally overseas. But now, Ah. totally vindicated. He's going to be on a Team USA roster for the Olympics. So that's the guy I think of when I think about, I mean, there's there's a list of players who have not been in the Olympics, right? We're basically a generation of hockey players here. McDavid and Eichel, everyone after that has not played. Uh, McDavid obviously is a slam dunk to have in a tournament like that. But I think about Austin Matthews. Like, it, even sitting here where we are in Buffalo, it's hard not to love that guy. Like, he is a, an exciting hockey player. So to see him in a Team USA jersey, to see Tage maybe even on a line with him, oh my goodness. Oh, that would be so fun, that actually. That would be sick. It would be just like almost like the double take that a Sabres fan has to do. Like, oh yeah, that's our guy. That's Tage. Oh, that's Eichel. I did Go USA. Like, you have to correct yourself real quick there, guys. What if it's Tage and, and Jack on a line? I love that. And I do, actually, too. And actually, Sneaky Joe put that as a, as a Olympic projection. Those two with Brady Kachuk. Oh my God! What oh. a what a nightmare for Sabres fans. In Nasty. a sense, yes and no. But like Brady Kachuk, hateable. 
Once you put the red, white, and blue on, I don't care who you are. Exactly. It melts like, away. Like, you have, to, you have to do a double take, though. It's like, whoa, whoa. Brady Kachuk's my friend. Eichel's my friend. Okay. I would wear a Jack Eichel USA jersey. I'm telling you right now at this point. Yes. Yeah, I would do that, I'd too. agree with that. I, I'm sure I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that, but I would. I, no. Who cares? I, I think... After he won a cup, I just don't have I'll any tell you hate how, for him. I'll tell you how you won't get any hate for it. I wore an Austin Matthews Bills-themed Team USA jersey. I was loved by everyone that day. Maple Leafs fans, U.S. fans, Bills fans. It's like when I was at that game, for real, there was no complaints about the jersey. Everyone loved it in their own unique way. That said... Did I spend a lot of money to troll people that work here? Absolutely, I did. Worth it. Worth it. So much more now. Because now he's going to play for Team USA. And I'm going to be able to wear that bad boy in public now. Think of some of those rosters, though, right? We're, we're going to have Makar. We're going to have the I'm going to send a brothers. picture to Howard, and he's just going to like chase me down. Again, worth it. <laughs> but the the skill level in the NHL today is is I think off the charts. You know, talk what you want about the marketing of the game and how there's failures on on that front. But the skill of the game is truly impressive, and uh, to see that on a world stage, maybe like we haven't seen before, is going to be truly awesome. If Luke Hughes can continue to step up, by the way, you could see three brothers on the same Olympic roster. That's nutty. That's awesome. Even that just is, for the storyline, you can see just that for the storyline. Jack Hughes is absolutely going to be the at minimum two C yep. of Team USA for sure. Quinn Hughes is going to be on the defense pairing one. If Luke Hughes continues to project the way that he is, he's going to be on that team. What do you think? I'm going to have Jacob Truba elbow people and get suspended? No, I'd want Luke Hughes. Depends who's running the team. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Who do you think will be the head coach for that team? Last time the NHL went, it was Bilesma. I was just going to say. It's probably not going to be Dan Bilesma. <laughs> That's something that I would really have to take some time to look at because, again, 2026 is still two years away. Or if you even want to say uh, John Tortorella was the, the U.S. coach in the, in the World Cup of Hockey no, 2016. thank you. I'm from, from good. From a Canada standpoint, John Cooper, right? That's the guy? I mean, Cooper's probably one of them. I would like to think that there are other options. There are, but I, to me, he's the he's the guy. Honestly, I don't know. I would look at possibly um, Cassidy, head coach in Vegas. He's very successful. He got fired from Boston for no good reason and then promptly went to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that was a head-scratcher. No doubt. Yeah. Speaking of Jim Montgomery, if Boston continues to succeed, he'd probably be a Canadian coach idea there. I feel like Mike Sullivan's a, a good option, too, you know, despite what Pittsburgh's been this year and last. Yeah, no. So there's plenty of, there's plenty of good ideas there. American coaches, we're kind of not running into good here, guys. We're not, we're not having a good time. Not going to lie to you. No, not as much. If the Sabres improve... Granado? <laughs> That's the thing. If they can, if they were on the trajectory they were towards the end of last year, and they they did that this year, and maybe next, like that. That's a big again. Twenty twenty six is a while away still. Right. It's a hypothetical. It bonkers to me that he's the now sixth longest tenured NHL coach because McClellan just got fired. That's yeah. crazy, right? Like, yeah, it's it is it like 
that's how coaching is. You do serve ultimately to get fired. And that is something that does happen plenty of times in, in all of sports. Uh, by the way, time to get connected to our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. On the tweet sheet, at BuffaloCribs94. Uh, sorry, Evan. Fire Evan into the sun for playing that clip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> of, of the whatever. golden goal. Sorry, so, Evan. The, the people have spoken, I guess. I, my hands are tied. So <laughs> it's because it, I guarantee you, if it wasn't against Ryan Miller, people wouldn't be upset about it. I mean, or like, it as, hasn't against America. As, as a Sabres fan, people wouldn't be as like, I hate this clip of all time. It's like hitting a, it's like hitting a bald eagle with a golf ball. How dare you? Evan, on the bright side, you'll be able to play more <laughs> Super Mario. So, <laughs> just saying. Glass half full here. Yeah, it, but again, this is. It's still a big deal. It's something we're going to be able to talk about now for years, building up to the Olympics. And with US, with the USA having so much more of a skill-based roster construction now, I don't have to worry about Dean Lombardi putting Justin Abdelkader on the World Cup of Hockey team. I don't have to worry about John Tortorella benching probably Brady Kachuk for uh, trying to make one too many nice passes. Uh, I don't have to worry about Luke Hughes being the seventh defenseman on Team USA with some measure of, like, I don't know. I'll just say Dean Lombardi again, like, just deciding, no, I, I'm going to rather have Jacob Truba elbow everybody. There's some really good options, and you're there some, right. There's the, great options, though. The The pool is deep. I mean, we we mentioned a few names already, but we haven't even talked about you know top five in scoring in the NHL. There's JT Miller. He's been consistent for a few years now. I mean, my goodness, the Canucks this year. You got Brock Besser. Uh, in Winnipeg, you got Kyle Connor. We didn't even mention Matthew Kachuk. So, like, you go down the line. They're, they're going to be a deep team. What does that look like in two years? I anticipate it only gets better. Yes, exactly. And you look at a player like... Alex Debrinkit, by the way, my goodness. Debrinkit, Adam Fox, Gensel, if he's still, he's he's still performing. McAvoy like, and Slavin are two very good defensemen in this league. It, it, it's and not to mention, here's one thing that the U.S. has over Canada right now: quality of goaltending. You're probably looking at Ottinger at goalie one. <sighs> Who's the best Canadian goalie right now? I'd have to think. Tristan about it. Jari. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, it's bet. Like, hopefully, as a Sabres fan, in two years, it's Devin Levi. Yeah, I agree. But nothing about goalies is ever guaranteed in this world unless you're just like... Could Devin Levi be like a third alternate goalie? He probably makes the roster based on his projections. I think so. Potential, yeah. For sure. If it goes how we want to do. He might even be the Sabres starter by when 2026 comes around. It's a possibility. Yeah, like Derek said, you just goaltending, you throw it at the wall and see what happens. Like, yeah. it's so random. But I, I, we're sitting here talking about even just the thought of some of these projections and like, ready? I'm if the ready Sabres, to go. if the Sabers are good, you could look at potentially the reason why would why would they be good? That would be because Owen Power would have taken a step. Uh, Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins be, being threats to make these Olympic rosters. If the Sabers can actually turn into the promise that we have seen, we'll have more players, more opportunities for watching them overseas. UPL is going to start contending for a chance at either two or three in Finland at the net. He's not going to take it from Yusei Saros, but he'll make it. 
if he plays like this. You're right. If the Sabres are who they should be or who we want them to be by the time that rolls around, all the players you just mentioned are going to be very good, right? Like they have to be for the Sabres to be good. Most of those guys are under contract. They're going to be here. So that core has got to make it happen. Exactly. But I can't wait for 2026 now, man. No, it's, <laughs> like, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's fun. And it's something that we're going to really be able to think about for a long time. You're going to look ahead and like Jason Robertson is one of the most exciting players in the, in the NHL. That's a first liner on the USA team. And somehow still under the radar. Yes. He's both. He's electric. Amazing. Like, but think about it. This, the goaltending, though, with Team USA. As of right now, if you're projecting 2026, you're looking at a combination of Ottinger, Thatcher Demko, Connor Hellebuck? I didn't even say Hellebuck's your starter. Maybe. But Ottinger, the way he's playing in two years is still a long time. Demko and Ottinger will challenge for that. Any of those three guys are, you could argue, are, are the best in the league this year. So to have that... Any semblance of that on your team, good luck. Yeah. They've got it all. They've got it all. And it's going to break my heart to see Sam Reinhart make Team Canada as a Panther. I'm always rooting for Sam Reinhart. But I'm always going to root for Sam Reinhart. Always. But, like, you'll finally be able to see Cal McCarr in the Olympics. You'll finally be able to see uh, Connor Bedard's coming into the league at the right time. Um, Marner... Have we even mentioned McDavid? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we did. Okay, I was going to say, like, yeah, Marner, I haven't heard Marner McDavid. versus Matthews. And here's the part I know that I'm going to love. Austin Matthews being Team USA. We remember when in Pittsburgh, after the Olympic break, after that, oh, when M- after that goal. when Miller got bigger standing ovation than Crosby. Miller got the ovation. Crosby got some booze, which made it funny. How crazy is that, In Pittsburgh. Right. It's amazing. Yep. Speaking of Pittsburgh, and also, by the way, this, this relates, Sam Reinhart. Here's a fun stat. Uh, Sam Reinhart is the first player since Mario Lemieux. Since Mario Lemieux, by the way, my goodness, to score 20 power play goals in under 50 games. It's too bad that, uh, you know, they're also not doing too hot. But speaking of Crosby, though, I hate having that be the segue here, but you get to see a player like Crosby end his career on the Olympic stage. Do you think that he'll last? Absolutely. For 26? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with Russian players? I don't know what. I That's wonder what's the part going on that with... will be determined. We don't yeah. know. Um, obviously, they were sanctioned by the IIHF, and again, two years is a long time. We'll have to see what happens. But I would love to see Ovechkin playing on the world stage. But I also do not blame them if they are not capable of playing as the country. Do you want to see Kucherov? No, but we'll talk more about Nikita Kucherov and the All Star Game festivities coming up next because we have Pat Malakaro from Toronto. Over there for the All-Star Game festivities and the entire weekend. We'll talk to him coming up next right here because Josiah one-teed the perfect transition. You're listening to WGR. The bottom of the eighth. Oshie and Bobrovsky duel again. Evan's going to find fun Olympic clips, I think. That's his thing today. That's my guess. Though I would have hoped for the uh, booing of Kucherov at the uh, All-Star Game as, as, the, uh, as the clip to come into this one. But this is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer here. Surprise guest Josiah Leroy in studio as well. 
And we go right to the Western Hotline as we bring in our colleague. You hear him on Sabres games. You hear him on Bison's games on our sister station, the Bet 1520. You also hear him calling Niagara basketball when that's here or anywhere else on our uh, on our stations. It's Mr. Pat Malacaro on the West Her Hotline, live from Toronto. Pat, good morning to you, and uh, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Likewise. Uh, that clip from Evan a second ago reminded me of where I was when uh, that epic shootout in, in the Sochi games happened. It's some, some good memories, though. It was an early morning where I was. Yeah, no, like that's definitely one of the more memorable sides of uh, of NHL player involvement with the uh, with the Olympics, and um, of course, you could reach back even further with like Dominic Hasek's dominant performance in the Olympics for for the Czech Republic, and you can obviously Wayne Gretzky not being in the in the shootout against Hasek, and, and I know it's a, still a bone of contention here the, in, in the Nagano Games in '98. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a great great part uh, participation record. Uh, from the NHL, I mean, 2010, obviously, with the, the Sabres connection to Ryan Miller and even Chris Drury, even though he was uh, on the Rangers at that point. Yeah, it's, it's always fun, and uh, that's, that's, what, that's what this is all about, right? Like, all-star games, the Olympic participation, whether it's the World Cup or the, the Four Nations uh, tournament that the NHL is going to have next year. It's the best on the best, and personalities being shown uh, in a lot of these things, which is why I, I, I like all this stuff so much. Yeah, you mentioned that the the fact of like personalities playing on the grand stage, the best against the best, and it's almost like it was this shoe in to make sure that they return because that's how you can help grow the game. But ever since John Tavares suffered a major injury uh, playing for Team Canada in the Olympics, that was when the owners got scared of it, they got worried about it, and now finally for 2026, Pat, we are going to get them coming back into playing the best and the best on the world stage. And I was looking into last segment, some of the Sabres shoe-ins, like obviously you'll look at Rasmus Dahlin, JJ Paterka for Germany and uh, Tage Thompson for team USA. But who do you think in, in a couple of years time could be players considered for an Olympic space for their respective countries? And you look at who's taking part in the world juniors right now, because it's only two years away from, from the next participation in the Olympics. Uh, but, you know, some of those players that come up through the international ranks of, of world juniors and representing their countries uh, end up in in the international competition of, of the Olympics as well. And even, you know, six years from now, you'll see even more of those faces. So hey, it's, it's always fun to project those things out. And it's always, you know, it's not necessarily it, it's such a short tournament, too. Right. Like the, the the ability to have that instant chemistry isn't always there. And um, we've seen in the past where. Uh, some might get upset because uh, one of those smaller teams like like a Latvia that they've played together for such a long time and come up and and worked through Olymp uh, through Olympic style tournaments international tournaments together and and they have that that chemistry that clicks right away so yeah that that's always the fun part of it for me is is seeing some of those other rosters outside of the U S Canada Sweden uh, you know whether it be Czechia or you know Slovakia all, all those countries that that have turned out so much uh, good NHL talent. Uh, over the last 20, 30 years. Pat Malacaro joining us here on the West Her Hotline. Speaking of the best on the best, um, in a much lesser degree, I should say, obviously they're going to play a lot harder for country pride than they are for uh, an NHL All-Star game. Um, one of the big stories from last night was a complete lack of effort from one Nikita Kucherov. Uh, what do you think the vibe on that one was? And uh, 
and his lack of enthusiasm for taking part in the uh, skills competition. It was such a weird competition. To me, I, I, I like, in, in theory, I like the idea of it, the best 12 players take part in it. But really, you know, you leave the players up to decide which events they're going to take part in. And then things don't go your way in maybe the first event or the second. Well, that's, I was uh, re-watching some of it uh, last night and this morning. It, it's been on the TV um, you know, uh, and a lot recently. And I just wonder if the first event didn't really go Kucherov's way. And the second event, he doesn't perform all that great. And, and it's like, well, I'm, I'm done. I'm not, I'm going to be one of the bottom four anyway. So I'm just going to go through, through the motions at this point. And really, I think that's, to me, what, what I think about is and come back to the personalities of players. And this is the fourth time I've been to the all-star game. Uh, first time in, in about 10 years though. The one thing I didn't feel last night is that, you know, the, the, the connection between the fans and the players outside of, Matthews, Nylander, McDavid, to some extent, it, it lacked that, you know, that just get out of your seat type of type of moment or the, the personality that we've seen in those shootout competitions. Or I think the HL has done a really good job in the past. Even, even you go back last year with some of the different style events with you're in Florida and you can do golf events and, and kind of uh, cinematic type things. That's what was lacking last night. So whether it was Kucherov, whether it was not every player taking part in the events last night, you finally saw some of that personality when the skaters had to choose which goalie to face in the competition because then you got to see a little bit of, you know, the, the, the funnies, the fun side, or the competitive edge of these players and why they chose who they chose. But really it was that, that lack of, you know, personality shining through last night that I think is, the, is what sticks with me the most uh, of that skills competition. And, you know, maybe you can tweak it. You know, there won't be an all-star game next year, but are there things you can do with this sort of format to, to make it more engaging for the fans? Pat, you obviously mentioned that there is no all-star game next year. And um, if you're going to have a skills competition, I'm with you on that. Like, have everyone involved. Like, why is Rasmus Dahlin even standing on the bench if he's not even going to do anything last night? It's almost insulting to the other players that didn't get to take part in that skills contest. Yeah, and, and there were opportunities. Uh, you know, do you, do you tweak the the passing competition so that you do have uh, every player take part in some, some way they don't have to, not every player has to do the hardest shot or has to do accuracy or one of those events, but make it so that every player is represented. And that to me, part of it too, is you had the draft on Thursday night, you selected your teams. Now let's see those teams take part in, you know, maybe at the million dollar prize split up, uh, 12 ways or however many ways it is, isn't enough to make somebody want to participate in, in, in the skills the way, um, you know, maybe you'd like it, but at least again, the personality and let's, let's see these different teams group together and, and see how they interact over the course of a skills competition and parlay that into today where you've got the three on three game itself. And I think, again, you can build some of that personality and, and see these players it really, you know, the, all that shine through. And I don't know about you, Derek, but I'm just, this is a little bit sidebar. I'm almost disappointed in how much the, whether it's the Maple Leaf players are basically all together or, you know, the, the Canucks players with, with the Hughes brothers drafting one team are basically all together. I kind of would have liked to have seen the Maple Leaf players, whether it be uh, Morgan Riley and Austin Matthews go up against William Nylander. It, 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 that, that was, to me, also part of the fun. I was thinking back last night 
when the Sedin brothers had to split up and they were on different teams for the All-Star game years ago when the, when the draft format happened. So that, to me, also part of it is a little bit of a miss this weekend. Of You just have basically the, every team is represented together instead of separately in, in a lot of cases. Yeah, Pat, it's it's one of those things where like you could even like as like say an opposing captain uh, split up the Hughes brothers just to spite it or um split up the Maple Leafs just to spite them a little bit and and try to make it where fans have more than one rooting interest at that point especially in Toronto if there are Maple Leafs spread amongst teams and then they would want to hope for a certain final for example. So yeah, it, it's something that it does look like it needs to get reworked because you look at what the Pro Bowl has done to itself now and knowing that the players aren't going to try in that game. And it is one thing to be able to have goal scoring in an NHL All-Star game versus actual physicality within like the Pro Bowl. But making it into a skills competition, but drafting those teams and trying to just have as much fun as possible. Uh, yeah, get everyone involved in a different way other than just the three-on-three contest. And let's not forget, the NHL was the first one to come up with this draft pol- uh, draft. Uh, set up. The NBA's copied it. The NFL has copied it to some extent at times. So again, I, I want to give the NHL credit for, for some things because they have done, the, they have changed the format of the All-Star game to make it so that it is more of a celebration because, yeah, the, the, the players aren't, just, there was what, what the, the Jeremy Roenick body check was like the, the only time a, a check was thrown in the All-Star game uh, when I was you know watching it growing up. And of course, it's, it's, a, it's a lighthearted competition and maybe guys haven't taken it as serious as they maybe did in the past and because it's because of the atmosphere at all. But they have found ways, the NHL, to kind of juice it up a little bit make it a little more interesting, whether it's different skills competitions, whether it's the draft format, uh, or, or you know, the, when the All-Star game was here last, it was North America versus the world. It was in the second or third year of that iteration. So the NHL has done different things over the years, and I, I think they'll continue to kind of tweak and adjust as we go, and, you know, maybe the next time the All-Star game rolls around, it'll look a little bit different. You mentioned different things, and what better time than to mention there's going to be a Four Nations tournament of Canada, U.S., Sweden, and Finland, almost to give us like a little taste, a precursor of the NHL players returning to the Olympics. And uh, what are your thoughts on their decision to do that? I like it. I wish it was a little bit more expanded. Uh, I, I understand the time crunch of it all, and you can only have uh, so many so many games in, in, in season like that. You're not going to have uh, you know an NBA-style in-season tournament among countries and in, in, in non-NHL games. But I like the idea... Um, I, I I was at the, the World Cup with the last time it was up here in Toronto, uh, what, 2016, I think it was. So I, I like all these competitions. I like to see when, you know, maybe you're right, maybe it is a little bit of a taste of what the rosters could look like in the next season. Uh, or, you know, you see, you see the, the top players from U.S., from Canada in it. Uh, you know, the last time the World Cup, you had, what, the, the, the young stars you know, was one of the teams and you had kind of a Team Europe, I believe, which was a lot of the uh, catch-all for a lot of the smaller countries that may only have one or two representatives in terms of NHL players uh, in that competition. So I would have liked to have seen maybe a couple of more teams in that type of vein of, you know, maybe it isn't uh, Team Europe, but you do have a couple of other teams in, in the mix and make it fun. But I, I do think it is something that uh, the players, I think they, they do enjoy. So I, I'm looking forward to watching it next year. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, Team Europe, Team North America, that that young star team of uh, a hybrid of the U.S. and Canada. That was all the talk of that World Cup of Hockey. And then, um, yeah, Team Europe, who did so, so well, actually, that Ralph Kruger got another mm. job. Is that a sore subject? Sorry, Derek. <laughs> I, you know, I just got to keep it real, you know? We, we, we've we got to remember the bad times to uh, appreciate the good times. <laughs> no doubt. And, you know, it, it, you know I'm, I'm here this weekend at the, at the All-Star Game, and, that you know, that's this what this thing is all about. It, the, you watched some of the videos yesterday as the as – the, 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 the uh, competition is, is starting to get going. And may, maybe it's just because I've grown up with it, but the, the skills competition wasn't a part of the All-Star Game until 1990. It was a made-for-TV event that, that started over 30 years ago now. But it, it's kind of evolved over the years. And I, I do I, I think a lot of folks like the skills competition more than the All-Star Game itself. And maybe because of three-on-three, that was a lot of the case the last couple of years also. But, um, you know, looking forward to – Seeing what uh, you know, Rasmus Dahlin and I believe they're in the first the first game that uh, on Team McDavid they'll be playing uh, the first one and waiting the the winner of the uh, of the, the the second mini game to to see who wins that uh, the final game. Pat, well, as those games get uh, get going here today, I hope you are able to enjoy them. Uh, take in Toronto, and uh, obviously we will hear you soon enough when the Sabers are back in action. Sounds great, Derek. Thanks for the time. Pat Malacaro joining us here on the West Her Hotline from Toronto at the All-Star Game. And we'll talk a little bit more on the other side about said Sabres, what the season has been looking like at the All-Star break, what the expectations were. Obviously, we know what they were and how they have fallen short and what can be done about it from here. Derek Kramer, Josiah Leroy as a surprise guest. Pat Malacaro just there on the West Her Hotline. Hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday coming up here on the other side. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550.